Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Co-directors Elizabeth Marazai and Gulliston Marazai's insightful documentary Three Songs for Benazir tells the story of Shaista, a young man who newly married to Benazir and living in a displacement camp in Kabul, struggles to balance his dreams of being the first from his tribe to join the Afghan National Army with the responsibilities of starting a family. This film is a remarkable look at the day-to-day experiences of people living in modern-day Afghanistan. Three songs for Benazir has been shortlisted for Academy Award consideration for Best Documentary Short. I'd like to welcome to the program one of the co-directors of the film, that would be Elizabeth Marazai, as well as the producer, Omar Malik. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So much, Mike. Watching this film, I was just trying to imagine how you got to know Shaista and how you got to this place to be able to document his life. I don't know which one I should ask, Omar or Elizabeth. Elizabeth was on the ground with the camera pulling off miracles. Well, you know, I think, first of all, it's important to let people give a little bit of background about the reason that Golasan, my co-director and husband and I wanted to make this film. You know, he's from, he's from Afghanistan and he saw that there was so much missing from the story about his country. And he really wanted to tell the story together of Afghanistan, you know, in his own voice, through his own lens. And so we were covering different stories and we ended up in this camp for people displaced by war. And so sorry. We ended up in this camp for people displaced by war. It's just, you know, very dusty. Um, There's a lot of stories coming out there every year about displacement and the living conditions are really difficult inside the camp. And we meet this teenage boy in there who's full of poetry and songs. um, And he's really curious and laughing, full of wonder, um, ambition. And we felt so drawn to him. I know for Golestan as well, He felt a real connection to him as, you know, a fellow Afghan and also having been displaced by the war in Afghanistan himself. And a friendship between the three of us just blossomed that has now spanned over a decade. And that's how we started to tell the story. Well, Omar Malik, how did you come into the project? These wonderful filmmakers were sort of in the thick of it. It's a small world in the documentary world and a, a, a cut of the film came my way and I, like everybody else watching it, was floored by the intimacy of what I was looking at and that feeling that I was looking at something unprecedented. And I think, you know, as a, as a producer, you're sort of a Swiss army knife of useful and uselessness at different points. And I, I think what I've been driven by is a sort of happy anxiety to just get this film in front of as many eyes in in the manner and for all the beauty that that is is in there and I I think one of the the reasons I felt an anxiety about it is because people like I did when it was sitting in my inbox in it in its nascent form with another title and another emphasis I thought oh this is um this is like all the rest of the stuff coming from there and and it wasn't and it isn't and that's that's the bit that has that is, is driving me to be a modest part of this process 
you're right. To your point, it isn't like what we generally see. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see more films coming out recently. I just interviewed the director of Simple as Water. Um, and that's another documentary where we're seeing a much more intimate, humanizing way of looking at people who have been displaced by war, who are in the midst of war, all of the things that have been going on now for I mean, how far back do you want to go in terms of the United States invasion of Iraq going way back? But just this sort of cascading effect of war, the impact on millions upon millions of people. But the thing that strikes me about this film is just gaining the trust of of a group of people who had to be inherently suspicious of outsiders coming in to talk to them at all and and then to try to tell their story. Elizabeth, again, what is that like to walk into a displacement camp and see the level of poverty and deprivation and all the rest of it and gain these people's trust? How do you do that? Well, it was a long process because, you know, I I lived in Afghanistan for over eight years and we had passed by that camp many times. And it's a place that's really often, almost always been framed in just this language of war and news and this kind of endless cycle of these stories over and over again. And um, when when we walked in, it was we were there in a completely different kind of humanitarian project, actually. And that's how we met Shaista. And we became really close with the, with him, with his family. Um, we gained the trust of people. Obviously, Golestan, my co-director, is Afghan. And so, and I speak the language. So we were able to communicate without any issue. And it was at least three years of just knowing him before we started this film. And this relationship that he has with Benazir is youthful love, touching, beautiful, innocent. And then over the course of the film, we see the arc of his story. But Omar, in terms of, you mentioned, you know, you came into the project after it had been underway. You brought your own expertise and experience to this. Have you seen anything quite like this level of, because it is, it's extremely intimate. And the things that you document are about family at its very, very core. And these are things generally people don't want to, to be seen. Omar, have you seen anything quite like this? Well, this is a, this is actually the first time anyone's asked that, and it's almost shocking that that's the case because the the answer is quite nuanced, and 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 it, and I think by the end you'll see that it makes this particular film uh, all the more beautiful. And you know the the sad truth is is that you mentioned that look, we've been at war with this country for this long, and where do you want to start? that narrative of how long we've had this historical antagonism to that region. And you can, in my lifetime, you can go back to the Russians. Before that, you can go back to the British in the 1800s. Before that, you can go back to Alexander the Great. The leading historian Alexander the Great, Holt, who writes out of the South, opens his book with a reference to the invasion at that time in 2002 that was going to go in and saying, we should be looking at Alexander the Great. So as long as that has been going on, you've had a characterization of this region in every capacity, be it news writing, photography, nascent film, um, and all the rest of it, that has been one note. And you've had efforts to try and counter that. And what I belong to loosely, along with Elizabeth and Gulistan and other filmmakers like James Longley and others, people who who have tried in different degrees to provide an antidote and a counter to that juggernaut of a narrative about this area. 
And I think what is exciting about this particular film and this particular region and these people is there are other examples of films that have made that I've been a part of some of those, some of the other names I've mentioned have done that. But this really has gone the furthest in that direction. And it's in the span of a shattering 20 minute film that you touch on both all the aspects that you might imagine you would hear about in Afghanistan, but centered on a sort of intimacy about a culture and a people that has for a long time remained on the other side of this wall of noise. And, yeah. and, that, that, and, and it's a question of degree. And, and these people have, with this film, Gulistan and Elizabeth, have, I think, electrifyingly gone further than anybody right now. You mentioned James Longley, Iraq and Fragments. What a terrific documentary film going back to that. But you're, you're right. And in some ways, the story mirrors Afghanistan's story in some very key elements. He's young. He, he wants to be of the world. He wants to move out, sort of expand his horizons from his own tribe. And what's lurking in the background, which has been for decades since very rarely discussed in any significant way, is the opium trade in Afghanistan. And what is sort of this kind of dark matter of a world that it, it inhabits in, in Afghanistan. And the gravitational pull of that, it, it's, it, again, something that you never see and or hear about in the way that it's presented here. Is, am I on the, Elizabeth, is that a fair way to put? Yes. I mean, there are people that I don't, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, trust me, but I, but there are people who talk about the war in Afghanistan is somewhat of a byproduct of the opium trade that has been in the conversation. Remember when the, the Northern Alliance, right? When we were going to make, make good with the Northern Alliance when upon our invasion, well, that's, that's the opium trade. So, I mean, there's just so much here that we don't talk about, but also the personal side, the impact that it's had on the lives of those people. It's, as you said, shattering. It's a shattering thing to watch. I wish I had a question. I'm just making comments. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, if I'm off base, I mean, feel free to, to, to critique what I'm, what I'm saying. No, no, not at all. Um, I was just gonna, um, yeah, we, we wanted to, like you said, touch on on these these things that are the realities of Afghanistan, but but keep them in the backdrop more, right. you know, so that we can really focus in on a love story. It's okay, trust me, it's fine. Oh, good, it's beautiful. That's the newest I'm really right there. And you know, the way that that Shaista and Benazir's relationship had eclipsed all of these new stories for us. Um, so we obviously know where we are in terms of our relationship to Afghanistan now, the world's relationship to Afghanistan with the takeover by the Taliban. Where are things now and how has this impacted? You said you're, you're not Afghani, but you are married to an Afghan man, obviously, uh, with, uh, with Galistan. Um, what is the situation? What are you, what are you finding? Yeah, I mean, the situation is difficult, is very difficult. We, we have, of course, many family members that are in Afghanistan right now, um, people don't have enough food to eat. Like, it, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation. These are the realities in Afghanistan. And I think what, at least with this film, to take it back to this story, is that we're trying to kind of upend the more political issues to focus in on this really relatable love story that we hope will kind of 
flip what you think you know about the region and the kind of stereotypes that you have about people from the region and really challenge those and upend all of that. Yeah, I mean, just to go back to family, as I said, our uh, my mother-in-law was evacuated and uh, my our, our producer, Homoyun, they were both part of the same evacuation. Um, it was a very difficult process. It, you know, they traveled like across the country through lots of Taliban checkpoints to be able to get on this flight. They were in a safe house for um, over a month, got routed to, you know, Doha and then to the U.S. And they've thankfully arrived here now. Thankfully. Well, that sounds that's that is good news. Where were you when you found out that the film had been shortlisted for uh, Short Dog? <laughs> I was, uh, I had just um, come back from grocery shopping <laughs> with my two kids and I was sitting in the car in our, in the driveway, like about to pull in with these bags of like bananas and oatmeal and all this. And our um, sales agent, Shane Riley from Synetic called to let us know that the film was shortlisted and it was, it was incredible. And I told Gulasan right away. By the way, it's currently available on Netflix. Uh, it will, la- it's actually, it was going to launch on January 24th. Omar, uh, you, you've been uh, a part of many award-winning films, but uh, how does it feel to be on a, the shortlist for, uh, for an Academy Award? It's, it's, it's frankly, it's restorative. You know, you can, you, this industry, you can, get, uh, you, know, you can get on a treadmill of doing things and it's fast, brutal work where you can sometimes lose sight of what's, uh, why you're doing what you're doing. So to have this miracle of a film uh, get this far, and as my people say, inshallah, just go a little further will be great. You know, like just to see that and to and to for it to get that this just this recognition and hopefully go even further means means it's connecting and it's engaging and it's uh, people are looking at it and I hope more people look at it and that is restorative actually it's it's very inspiring and uh, and uh, you know just as a producer I'm extraordinarily grateful and humbled by that you know and it's it's a sign it's a sign that 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 good things connect to good people that's something you can for which the only proper response is is joy and a bit of gratitude how is shaista doing you know shaista is um he's doing as as well as possible at the moment um we've been able to get them support um one of our producers jamil is still in kabul and he's been visiting them and we've been talking to shaista regularly he's extraordinarily resilient um so he's he never complains you know we just we know the situation's hard but he he still has hope and ben is here how's she doing yes she's 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 doing well too um we talked to her as well um they have another child now too a third yeah they have a family they have a family yeah and yeah they're they're doing they're doing as well as could be well congratulations to all of you Delistan, Elizabeth Mirzai, as well as Omar Mullick. Thank you so much for the film and congratulations on the recognition it's received. And I suspect once it lands on Netflix, um, you'll you'll be getting more and more positive feedback from people who watch it. It's a, it's a beautiful film. So thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you Mike. so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.